We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you about 10.30 on Saturday night, January 28th. I said in the last show I wasn't going to be here, but due to a comedy of errors that only a sibling can provide, my brother who had told me to tra- who, to who had told me to travel to Kansas City next weekend to see my parents really meant two weekends from when he said, found that out halfway through Oklahoma, turned around and came back and now I'm here and I got to watch the Mavericks lose a kind of scripted game in a sense to where um, you know, tuning into the game, the Mavericks, uh, the Jazz were so good on offense, at least, you know, season wide that it didn't really feel like they're the Mavericks 25th or 26th ranked defense had much of a chance. And despite some juice from a couple of interesting guys, uh, Dallas didn't have it. And here we are. Yeah. Um, this game, it's kind of funny. This is the Mavericks basically played the exact same game they played against the Suns on Thursday. Mm. Uh, I mean, they scored 99 points in, again, against the Suns, 100 against the Jazz. You know, Dinwiddie had 36 against the Suns. He had 35 against the Jazz. Role players scored similarly. Um, what They had one, two, three, four other players in double, dig- double figures against the Suns. They had one, two, three, four other players in double figures against the Jazz. Um, so it was really the same. I mean, it was the exact same game. It's just the Jazz are an astronomically better offensive team than the Phoenix Suns are. Yeah, right the, now, the so. rim attack stuff is was just evident all night. And like not to or I just mean, guys Walker that can Kessler, do things. <laughs> Walker Kessler is such a more effective center for how centers play most of the time 
compared to DeAndre Ayton. And Ayton's not bad or anything. It's just he he commands a significant portion of the salary in it. And at a certain point, you kind of got to feed him. And if he's not, I, I don't know that it's it's just such a different style of basketball. They honestly, what the Jazz do, what their coach has got them doing, is really really impressive. Because yes, they they beat the Mavericks, and, but and yes, they're they're you know what are they? They're right at five hundred right now yep. after that game. And it's just for a team that that sent away their two superstars. What they've done this year is so impressive. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they've got. I mean, they basically still kept a lot of their role players from those good Jazz teams. They got rid of. I mean, it's pretty clear that Gobert is just a bad vibes monster. Yeah. When you look at how Minnesota has struggled this year, and then you know Laurie Markkinen turned into an All Star, which which is pretty pretty cool for them. Um, yeah, they they play hard. Um, they, this was, but yeah, again, it's hard to take things away from this game because it just followed the script this you know the Mavericks were limited without Luca Spencer did what he could some guys chipped in but the Jazz are you know right the Jazz are just different on offense it's not the way that the Mavericks are playing right now they cannot really play well against teams that are going well on offense because Uh their defense is is so much of a mess right now Spencer Um, played really 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 well again Three turnover game in 42 minutes. The kind one of the things that's been a little bit understated, or at least undercovered, is this the volume of minutes that Spencer Dinwiddie is playing this year. I mean, I want I want to go look at his averages just to see where we're at. He is up to 34 minutes a game this season. His career average is 27. That's yeah. a significant jump, particularly with the fact that he hasn't he's missed like two games i think or yeah two games all season and so you know i'm not a a, a dinwiddie super fan by any stretch of the imagination he's actually (laughs) oh no really (laughs) he's had some rough stretches but what he did tonight where it's just like if he doesn't go ham again the mavericks are are get blown out right um and i mean this was a blowout in the first half uh, and he just had a really really dominant third quarter he made a crazy three-pointer. It was one of those plays where I was like, what the hell are you doing? Where he just kind of invited the trap all the way um, to the sideline near the, the coach's box. Yeah. And there was like one second left on the shot clock. I'm like, why are you like, why are you dribbling away, inviting a trap while the shot clock's running down? Now you're 40 feet from the basket. Uh, and of course, he, he's nothing but net, made a three. And that was kind of the shot that got the Mavs back. Like they, they were clearly energized after that. And they kind of, tried to turn it into a game after that. Uh, they never, I think they got it. The closest they got it to was six. So it was never a one shot game, unfortunately, but I mean, it was looking like they were going to lose by 25 with the way the first half was going. So the defense perked up a little bit as they made shots in the second half. Um, I mean, and the jazz have the 27th where it's worst defense this season. And I feel like you really saw it in the second half. Like they couldn't stop Spencer. And so they doubled Spencer. I mean, it really followed like a Luka game. Um, yeah, and they and they doubled him, and I mean, the the three point looks the Mavericks were getting in the second half were like shoot around practice looks. Like they were the Jazz were doubling Spencer, and they were they had no rotations on the back end. I mean, Reggie got tons of looks, and he cashed in. Um, Dorian made a couple of uh, made all three of his threes in the second half. Um, 
and you know Spencer was making his threes. And I think he he started six or seven, so he he tailed off because obviously he was he was out of gas. But the Jazz were letting the Mavs back into that game because they just they don't have anyone that can guard. Like you know they are a fun team, but you know Kessler and Vanderbilt are like the only two players on the roster that can really guard. Like think about their backcourt is Clarkson and Conley, and then Sexton comes off the bench. And Beasley, like, none of those guys defend. Um, so it makes for a pretty entertaining game. I mean, the Jazz made 13-3. I mean, what, this was combined uh, 31 three-pointers were made in this game. Like, so it was pretty fun to watch. But, yeah, the Mavericks just didn't have enough. Um, but, and it's weird. Like, there's – the thing about this game that really sucks is this is one of those games where if the Mavericks had kind of taken care of business up until this point, you look at this game and you're like, ah, like they, they made they made a hell of an effort in the second half. Can't get too, you know, you can't get too mad about the loss. No Luca. They, they played a hell of a game, uh, you know, in a game they should have really gotten blown out in. But yeah. they, they've kind of run out of room for more victories. Um, so that it just sucks. Um, also, the Mavericks, fun, fun, the Mavericks are now stat. eight. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was just going to say this loss drop went them from sixth to eighth. Like oh, this was a really bad game to lose because the Clippers won. The Timberwolves won, the Suns won, and then of course the Jazz win. So they're, they're two and a half games yeah. out of third, and two and a half <laughs> games out of thirteenth. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, if they would have, if they would have lost that game against the Suns, which yep. I mean, on on you know on paper they should have lost that game after Luca went out, um, they would be eleventh uh, right now. Um, yep. So. These games matter. The the margins are gone. Like they just they have to find ways to win even without Luca. Thankfully they play Detroit next, so maybe that'll help. Yep. Um, oh brother. <laughs> I don't really got much else. I mean, yeah. I, I I enjoy like this was a game where it was interesting to see Josh Green try to do a little more. Um, he shot a lot. Which he shot nice. a lot, which has been a a, a critic uh, you know, to be quite honest, a valid criticism of him um one of six from three but i like the shots he took i still think he over rotates the ball a lot where he just sort of auto passes based off of um like a predetermined thing before he even gets the ball but the shot wasn't falling tonight so it's really hard to criticize it i do like his attacks in the rim though it is so clear it is so clear from his first dribble whether he's going to pass or shoot like he he just he doesn't attack the rim in so much as he attacks the interior. And when it's just, it's, I don't know for, for a guy who, who I think, you know, he, he got a pair of free throws off of a fast break attempt where he absorbed contact following a three on three on two. I I like what he does. And it's like, it's, it's always very odd to hear harp talk about how he's the most athletic player the Mavericks have and just gush and ooh and all over it. And I don't want to diminish his athleticism, but that says a lot more about the Mavericks than it does Josh. Like it's Dallas just hasn't had athletic guys during 20 years that I've watched the team. It's like you get, you know, Sean, Sean Marion's second jump ability, Tyson Chandler's, you know, extreme vertical athleticism, which is a lot of fun. But then you, you know, the, the closest guys that you get around that are, are pick and roll centers like Brandon Wright and like Dwight Powell and to a certain extent, you know, JaVale McGee, mm-hmm. but you know, the, uh, who did they have? Who is uh, green? Um, um, 
the dunk contest guy. Uh, uh, Gerald Green. Gerald Green. Like they don't have and granted, you know, athletes are are not vertical athletes and stuff like that are not as common as sometimes I, I like to make them out to be. But it's just you know, ooing and aahing over the fact that Josh Green is willing to make a crazy ass jump pass is it's why we want more athletes. <laughs> like I want yeah. to see Luca play with athletes. Is that you know, instead of floor bound guys that do one or two things. I mean, that, and again, that's not about green. It's more about the rest of the team and the roster construction. And uh, apparently uh, the Utah jazz commentators called um, Davis Bertans like one job. Like that's his name. They said that's his nickname. <laughs> like that sort of, that could apply to like a third of the Mavericks roster. I will yeah. also say, you know, and I'll let you talk about Josh green, but I'm just Jaden Hardy getting five minutes. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Play Jaden Hardy. What are we doing? Yeah, Frank had a horrible game. Um, I mean, he somehow Frank is made a horrible it. basketball player. He somehow like stumbled into uh, six points. Um, but yeah, he had two turnovers in twelve minutes, and just yeah, just didn't look good. Um, Hart, yeah, Hardy should have definitely played more. Should have yeah. played the Frank minutes. Uh, uh, with Green, he actually started. I think he started the game like four of eight, and had his eleven points, and then he just did not make any shots uh, toward the end of the game. And kind of a, a regression game from three, one of six from three. Jazz left him open in the corners. He was the only guy that didn't take advantage of the Jazz's really bad uh, defense and rotations. So, yeah, it just, you know, it. Uh, the thing about Green that, I'm, you know, people are going to get mad. I'm going to bring this up. Um, but it's not about him. But this is just another one of those games where I'm just like, man, imagine if they had Desmond Bain or Tyrese Maxey and, like, Luke is out. And like you could slide that guy into a, a pro- more prominent role, and like again, that's like it has nothing to do with Josh Green at all. It's just more like every time I want to try to not think about it, stuff thing like this happens where Luke is out, and Spencer is the only guy on the on the team that can dribble, and it's not Josh Green's fault that he that that Spencer is the only guy on the team that can dribble when Luke is out. And yeah, all yeah, it's just. Yeah, it just it's just you know, just it's hard to escape it because the Mavericks just don't aren't fixing the yeah. problem. So it just kind of shines a light. Um, well, I mean, I still wrote yeah. I wrote in my season preview about Josh Green that if the Dallas Mavericks like need him and Jaden Hardy to be good, then the season's not in a great spot. And that is true. It, it it's okay. Like maybe the Mavericks will gut it out. Like I think you should I think you should spill the, the the genesis of your theory that you had the other night. If Luca, let's say Luca misses two or three games, you know, whoa, I, and and the Mavs fall under five hundred. What what you had a theory the other night about what might happen? Uh, oh, I did. What were, uh, what... You don't remember? <laughs> I don't remember. You basically, I'm... think that like the Mavericks will fall under five hundred. Luca will come back refreshed, and the Mavs will kick the shit out of people the rest oh, of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, because I mean. Luca was kind of dragging right before that ankle injury, uh, so looking this real might, tired. Yeah, so if they can, you know, again, if they can just get through this stretch, I mean, I don't think he's going to be out that much longer. Um, he was shooting before the game, so uh, I have to imagine he's going to be back next week. So what they just have to get through maybe Detroit because uh, what's nice about the schedule is they play Detroit Monday and they don't pl- they get two nights off, so. They could theoretically play Detroit. They could win that game without Luca, and then he comes back Thursday against New Orleans. Like that's a possible. Like if if the ankle sprain is as mild as it's been reported, you know, I wouldn't. You know, he'd basically get a week off. Like that could happen. So, 
Yeah, and maybe he maybe he looks good with the, with the with a week off because it feels like every time he gets hurt because he's gotten hurt every single season since his rookie year. When Absolutely. he comes back, he looks awesome. <laughs> he looks awesome. So, uh, remember when LeBron would take like a week off? Um, yes, he played with Cleveland, and he he would look incredible when he would come back. Like, I wonder if we're we're already at that stage with twenty three year old Luca, um, which is yeah. Kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there, there's very bad vibe. Like, I think a lot of Mavs fans kind of feel like the season's over, but. Uh, if they can get Luca back before the road trip with Golden State and Sacramento twice and Utah and the Clippers, you know, then then let's see what happens. If he's missing those games, you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be really, really, really tough. Um, but we'll see. The only other thing I want to talk about this game, uh, maybe two more things, is um, I'm a big Dwight Powell guy. Uh, he was awful tonight. Um, Kessler's the kind of actual center that makes him look silly. Kessler is like if Dwight Powell drank the Michael Jordan uh, secret secret sauce or all our bigger, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> energetic, yeah, because uh, they are kind of like similar style players. Just Kessler has so much more more skill, um, so that sucked. And you know, especially like McGee doesn't play, so like holy crap! Like when you see this, it's just you know, again, it's kind of like thinking about not drafting Bane and not drafting Maxi. Yep. Like it's not Dwight's fault that the Mavericks signed freaking Jamil JaVale McGee with their only free agent money, but like in a game like tonight, like you know, people won't probably want us to start harping about it, but it's like good lord, like imagine if they had if the person they signed this summer could give them 15 minutes a night at least, like they get nothing. They got nothing out of it. Like it's literally down the drain. Like that money is wasted. He doesn't play. Like it's not like he plays and he's bad. He doesn't play. Like that contract's already in the toilet. It's it's unbelievable. Um, sorry, that just that just really sucks. And then the other thing is Hardaway had a horrific game, um, and he's kind of in a really bad place right now. He's still shooting above thirty five percent from three this month. But if you look at his game log, uh, basically since since the the Clippers game on January 10th. I mean, he is he has been below 35% from three in every game except for one. And I mean, he's like one of seven, two of six, one of seven, one of five, two of seven from three, three of 11 in that Lakers loss. Like, he's in a bad spot. Uh, he was missing wide open shots tonight too. So that yeah. really sucked. Uh, like, like, they might have been able to win that game if he – I mean, he went one of seven from three and they lost by eight. I mean, he makes – three more that's nine points you win i mean obviously you can't call it like that but he got the looks and he just he he was very very off so that that was that was a bummer <sighs> yeah here we are <laughs> well all right so you said we're going to be back on monday for detroit which is true that's a game the mavericks should have in hand um yep, just gonna like if looking. they lose that game that's another one where it's just like this if they were to lose to Detroit, the Mavericks would need to give serious consideration to just finding a reason to throw this season away. I, 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 there's, yeah. They have to start winning some of these because March becomes excessively difficult. And I know what the strength of schedule thing says, okay? But there's the West is too tight. Like The reason strength of schedule is soft is because the West is a mess. 
So it's it, it it kind of hides things, and, and the Mavericks are a mess. So yeah, so you know, it's like okay, Luca good, Luca bad, Mavs win, Mavs lose. It's just you know the, this that's one of those to where we would we would be quite understandably frustrated were they to lose it. Um, you and I will be back for that one. Uh, I think I'm writing about yeah, I'm covering that one. Um, okay. so we'll be back on Monday night. I'm gonna go do a live show real quick. Hopefully. People aren't too pissy after that one, but you never know. You got anything <laughs> before we go? No, nah, that's it. Let's get out of here. All right. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.